for people that had to try to prepare for him because he, he had unique skills. Just go get the quarterback. I felt sorry for some of those poor tackles that came in and had to go against him because they didn't realize what they were getting themselves into. Hey, baby, let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Lights out. Back in the cornerback, it's just like uh, like you like you devastate a city or you cream or you cream a multitude of people. I mean, it's just like like you put all the offensive players in one bag, and I just take a baseball bat and beat on the bag. So each time he came over there, I tried to tear his damn head off. Let's play some football. Let's play some football. The pressure is on. This is Off The Edge on Tide 100.9. Focus on what you want to do, what you want to accomplish. Think about that. Don't think about how you feel, how tired you are, how hot it is. got to push yourselves on the field when you're playing football. It's my honor to present the National Championship Trophy to Coach Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. To me, this is the ultimate team. All these guys bought into everything they needed to do to be the best players that they could be. There's more togetherness on this team than almost any team that we've ever had. And they had to overcome and persevere so much adversity through this season. And they've done it magnificently. And I'm so proud of this group for what they've been able to accomplish in going undefeated and winning the national championship. Screaming live on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and the Tide 100.9 app. Here is your host of Off the Edge, Jacob Harrison. Hello there, good morning, welcome in to Off the Edge, Tide 100.9, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Jacob Harrison here with you, digital managing editor of Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. That's Joe Gaither, brand manager of Tide 100.9, Mason Woods behind the glass. It's first day, I already forgot your name, buddy, I'm so sorry. Renell Foreman. There we go. So... What I want to get into today is going to be the obvious thing. It's going to be Arch Manning right off the bat. Uh, Arch obviously comes in for an official visit. We get to see him in the the crimson uniform. And what I saw you guys in the the group chat, some Stephen Dethridge hot sauce. Uh, yeah, so I got to re-up my, re-up my supply. <laughs> there you go. Uh, saw you guys in the group chat kind of joking about the, the fan base's perception of Arch Manning and Ooh. you know, we we've got Eli Holstein already committed. Here's the thing. And I like Eli. He's good. Right. Uh, Mason Woods did a breakdown on him a couple weeks ago. Right. When he announced his commitment, there's a lot to like there. There's not a lot of reason to be so desperate about Arch the way we had been in the past. Right. There's a lot of really good quarterbacks in this, in this recruiting class, apparently, uh, and a lot of teams are jockeying for position to try to get one of these guys. And Arch is going to, I mean, 
the traditional national signing day. Like that, I think that's the day that we're going to hear what Arch Manning wants to do, where he's going to go. He may not make up his mind until he picks up a, a cap, you know? So while we're sitting in that space, like now we get to see Arch Manning wear the crimson and white, but there's still always going to be that, that kind of perception of some people in the fan base who think that he's a drama queen, that he's riding on the coattails of his last name. And there's not a lot I can tell you to persuade you away from that other than to say, watch him play football, watch him at some of these, some of the, the, the stuff that does come out on social media of him throwing the football and how ridiculous his release is, how powerful his velocity, his arm strength is, how accurate he is, how big he is, how athletic he is, how he is the son, the sum of all of Eli and Peyton's strengths, as well as Cooper's, who was a wide receiver before his neck injury ended his career, right? He's got it all and the last name to boot. But the the drama queen thing is what kind of kills me. Like, Yes, there is a stir about him on the media side of things because of his last name. Obviously, we're all looking for clicks. We're all looking for stories. We're all, you know, we're doing our job, right? And believe it or not, a vocal minority of folks saying, I don't care about Arch Manning and and all of his drama and everything like that, that, that doesn't stop the fact that when we write about Arch Manning, it does numbers, right? There's, there is an aspect to him. And there are a lot of folks that are interested to see is a legacy player from Tennessee and Ole Miss roots from the state of Louisiana, really going to do the thing that nobody ever thought would happen. And that's a Manning wearing a crimson uniform and playing quarterback under Nick Saban, no less. The fact of the matter is that when you look at Arch Manning and his personality, I think if you, based off of what he's doing, what he's done, you look at what Uncle Eli and Uncle Peyton are doing right now. They are soaking up the social media. They are soaking up their Monday Night Football show, right? Peyton's Places, baby. Yeah, Peyton's got a whole production studio. You want to talk about drama queen? It's Peyton Manning, right? He's got He's got skeletons in his closet that nobody ever really tends to bring up, right? Some dastardly deeds, some hazing, you know. He's also the control freak, right? The guy who, it, it's an endearing trait of him to yell at his running backs when they don't pass block correctly, right? You can talk about the drama queen, you can look at him. And compare that to Eli, who's very much the younger brother, very much the guy that doesn't have to to show out the personality. He just went out and played ball and he wasn't as good as his brother. It was what it is. Arch is completely different in the age of the, of Gen Z in the age of the millennial. This dude doesn't even have social media. This dude doesn't even do a lot of interviews and he's taking his recruitment very seriously, visiting all these schools. When things changed during the off season for Florida, Okay, talk to me, Billy Napier. What do you got that, that Dan Mullen didn't? What? Okay, talk to me, uh, Brian Kelly, LSU. What do you got that Ed O didn't? What, what's actually going to change? Opened up his recruiting. And every time there's news about Arch Manning 
trimming his list of potential schools, the very next day it comes out that somebody basically fabricated the story to get clicks <laughs> off of Archie Manning's name. Yes. As I as I mentioned earlier, and in reality he had actually made his list bigger to accommodate for those schools. It, you can look at the name on the back of the jersey and draw every conclusion you want based off of the performance and the attitudes of the guys that came before him. But the fact of the matter is, you look at Arch Manning, yes, he's an extremely talented quarterback. Yes, that is the last name on the back of his jersey. But I still see a very mature quarterback, a very mature young man who doesn't let all of the other excess noise and the other excess nonsense creep into what he can do as a football player. Now, we don't know as much about an Eli Holstein, who's currently the the one committed quarterback on this team or in that recruiting class. And that's okay. It's okay to have a little bit more of an unknown, right? With Ty Simpson, we thought we knew a lot. Kind of Gave him a little bit of hell for playing in a smaller program and really beating up on those schools. And, hey, Arch Manning plays in a private school program, and his teammates don't tend to help him out a lot. The one time I've seen Arch Manning play on television, he looked not good because of the players around him were not playing well. He didn't have a good offensive line. He didn't have good skill players. But the fact remains that you see somebody who is worthy of what he's getting. I see a lot of comments in our comment sections under Arch Manning content. And it's, is he really that good or is he just Peyton Manning's nephew, Eli Manning's nephew, Archie's grandson? Is he actually worth the quote unquote headache? Because I think it's a similar headache to really Tim Tebow in college, not Tim Tebow in the NFL, but Tim Tebow in college where everybody just wants to hear about the guy, see what the guy's doing because he draws natural attention because of an it factor. And yeah, it has a little bit to do with his name, but because he lives up to that name, right? If he didn't live up to the name, nobody would care. Peyton Manning and Eli Manning aren't considered two of the best quarterbacks to ever play in the NFL because their dad, Archie, was also a Hall of Famer. They earned that on their own, right? You don't know Cooper's name up until now because he didn't play. It was because he got hurt if you didn't know the story, but Cooper didn't play. So you didn't know Cooper's name. The amount of people, if you Google Arch Manning's name and you know how Google will uh, recommend questions, the first question is, is Arch Manning Eli's son? People don't know who Cooper is. You have to earn what you get. Arch is earning being the number one overall recruit in this class. Arch is earning the NIL numbers that he is going to receive. Arch is earning the opportunity to play at one of the premier programs in the country, whether that is Georgia, Alabama, or Texas. Horns down. Texas. And when he arrives on campus for one of those programs, He's going to earn a starting job because if he comes here, he's going to have to sit. He's going to have to sit for at least one season because Jalen Milrow is going to be the guy next year. If he comes here, he's going to have to sit. If he goes to Texas, he's going to have to sit behind Quinn Ewers for a season. If he goes to Georgia, they've got a five-star waiting in the wings, waiting for Stetson Bennett to screw up this season. 
And they probably got some walk-on ready to play just also yeah. as well. You know, they might pull somebody off the we know out Kirby, of the hedges. We know Kirby loves to uh, not play the best, most talented quarterback. Exactly. I, I still can't blame him for Justin Fields, but it is it is supremely bizarre that JT Daniels had to sit behind Stetson Bennett. Hey, man, frat boy, smart guy. We love him. Sure. He bleeds the, the, the red and black. He does it the right way. Yeah. He does it the white way. <laughs> but he's still, he's going to have to sit there too. So if Arch has three schools in his top three, what we presume is his top three, those are the ones that get all the noise. And he's going to have to sit behind somebody no matter where he goes. Don't you think that that drama queen thing is a little bit overblown? Don't you think that that maybe we're projecting something onto him that maybe doesn't exist? Search him on Twitter. He is verified on Twitter with thousands of followers, not that many, because people don't know that he has a Twitter account, and not a single tweet has ever been tweeted from the account. You think Arch lives that burner life? Probably. I'm probably projecting on him a little bit, talking him up too much. He's too good of a guy. But you think like you, you think oh, at least our fan base and it w- would be like oh this kid doesn't do social media we love that we want you that. would think he's quiet head down about the work it's just the Manning name that, that that throws him into a tizzy it is I think it really is I don't know if Eli Holstein has a Twitter but I would imagine if he does it's probably I just got an offer I just got an offer I just got an offer I'm committed to the University of Alabama and that's pretty much it right. I could I could probably guesstimate that that's that, but yeah, Eli underscore Holstein ten, but and that's exactly. I mean, all this is just footage, game film, practice film, me at this event. Yes, it's exactly what you said. And this isn't against Eli. This isn't against every football player in the world trying to go to college and get a scholarship and play football where they want to pl- play. Because I'd have done the same thing had I known any better. But is there not an inherent selfishness in doing that? Is there not an inherent selfishness in putting your stuff on the internet, in putting your best throws? Only good throws. You're not putting bad throws on social media. (laughs) Only good throws. You're not putting all the interceptions up there? The only play, if I'm a quarterback in today's game, the only play I'm putting on my social media is a rollout to the left, flip my (laughs) hips, and launch the ball 70 yards down the field. Other not otherwise known as the Zach Wilson throw. It was all over Ty. It was the first three throws on Ty Simpson's huddle tape, dude. <laughs> I mean, that play is the bane of my existence. <laughs> Malik Willis did it though. Didn't work for him. <laughs> Didn't work for him. It worked out for the Titans though. I think they got a quarterback of the future. But it's there's an inherent selfishness there. There is. I do the same thing. If I have a good clip or a good portion of the show, or if I'm feeling the show, I'm going to plug it on Spotify and say, hey, you listen to the show. It's an inherent selfishness to do better, but Arch doesn't even have to do that. <laughs> Arch doesn't have to get on social media and sell himself. Arch doesn't, doesn't have to say, I got an offer from literally every Division One school. I don't have to get on and, and show you all of my good throws. I don't have to explain myself when I play on ESPNU and I have a bad game because guess who all is in attendance and who they're there to watch. And you can say, well, in there, in that part of the drama queen thing. Yeah. If you say it out loud, 
But the reality of it is that Arch doesn't have to do all those things for a reason. It's because he's earned the, the, the fact to be able to do that. And also, based on things that you hear and read about him, he doesn't want all that noise around him to begin with. He doesn't... There's not supposed to be things coming out of his camp about what's going on, who he likes, what, where he's going, what what's going on. He wants to have the most traditional of recruiting processes. Should that not be admirable in this fan base, this fan base that talks about class all the time, this fan base that talks about respect and earning it and biding your time, doing it the, the Bama way, having the patience, doing the things like Brian Robinson did, doing the things like Najee Harris did, doing the things like Mac Jones did. Now, don't get me wrong. Eli Holstein can come in here and be the next Mac Jones just as easily as probably Arch, Arch Manning could. Either of them could be just as good or, or better than Bryce Young too, right? But none of this is to write off Eli. It's simply to talk about the fact that, that Arch was here this week. That ain't dead in the water yet. And if Arch commits here, Eli's gone. Arch really? can still do what he wants to do. You, th- you think Eli would run away if Arch, Arch, Arch committed? I do. Okay. I do. That's, that's not, a, it's not a stab at, at Eli's persona, at, at the way that he thinks. It's the nature of college football. There's a reason Alabama only has three scholarship quarterbacks right now. We ain't used to that. Not used to it at all. And the fact that Paul Tyson didn't stick around here, Talia Tungavailoa didn't stick around here after their family ties, sometimes it, it, that's all it takes. Now, maybe Eli would be a, a Mac Jones in that situation and bide his time and wait. It wouldn't be the smartest thing in the world to do because if Tua Tungavailoa doesn't have, a hip, have his leg go through his hip, we might not have ever even heard about Mac Jones, right? It kind of is what it is. Bryce Young could have totally come in here and just stole the job out from under him. Maybe you you need a a worldwide pandemic to also not happen for Bryce Young to win that job. But seriously, like take a step back. Mac Jones, he's incredible. He got a little bit lucky too at the expense of of one of his teammates. If you're Eli Holstein, are you really going to rest your entire career on that possibility? that Arch Manning is, is going to have to miss some time or that I'm going to wait behind Arch Manning for two seasons and, and be a senior. No, dude, you're trying to go get the bag right now. You're good enough to get a bag while you're in college. Why are, you, you don't have to wait until you're in the NFL anymore. Be somewhere where you can play. Arch can play anywhere. Arch ain't running from nobody. And Arch will sit behind Jalen Milrow. Arch will sit behind whatever the name the, – the, there's a – the dude in Georgia's got a ridiculously long magic. I can't even think of it. Harrison uh, Beck? No, not the the other one that's behind him. Carson Beck. Carson Beck. Carson uh, Beck is is unofficially the backup quarterback, but they got a five star that's behind. John him. David Smith, Grayson now, you know, all, all those southern names in a row. Right, yeah. <laughs> the third. You know there's another quarterback out there named uh, Major Booty. Yeah, son, uh, brother of John David Booty, right? Right. I read an article about about him, and the the opening sentence of the article was something something the Booty Clan. That's what the family's referred to as. <laughs> well, I mean, you're the Woods Clan, but 
if your last name's Booty, you cannot be referred to as the Booty Clan. <laughs> why, why not? That's perfect. Not not if you you're not about to drop the the next big hip hop album. I mean, come on, man. What <laughs> All that to say, I I just I think there's a lot of tempers that that need to be toned down about Arch Manning. There's there's my side of the aisle that needs to not be so worked up and wanting him so badly because you've got Eli Holstein, you've got Nick Saban, you've got everything that you could possibly ask for to continue to be successful. But the other side of that also needs to kind of come towards the middle a little bit and say, eh, he's earned the right to be what he is. He's not just writing the coattails of his father's name. There's been plenty of guys who have ridden the coattails of, of names. You, Marcus Vick, you know, there, there's plenty of places to go when it comes to writing the coattail of names. It ain't Arch Manning. It's not Arch Manning. We'll take a break. When we come back, uh, phone calls, 205-342-9904. We'll get to Jeff and so much more here on Off the Edge, Tide 100.9, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sizzling afternoon, hazy sunshine, a few isolated storms through the evening hours. The high today, 95, tonight's low, 76. For tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny. Afternoon showers and storms will stay widely separated. The high, 96. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 91 degrees in Tuscaloosa. 365 24-7. You'll find road and utility crews, tow trucks, law enforcement, and first responders working along Alabama's roadway. We're making improvements and helping our communities stay connected. We're working hard to make sure you're safe on the road. Now we need your help to make sure we're safe too. Alabama's move over law requires you to move over a lane when you see flashing lights on the roadside. And if you can't safely move over, please slow down. Visit drivesafealabama.org. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Transportation, Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this... You're listening to Off the Edge on Tide 100.9. Back here on Off the Edge, Tide 100.9, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Jacob Harrison. Joe Gaither, Mesa Woods, I'm going to forget your name about a hundred more times. Foreman. Ronell. Ronell, 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 Ronell. Intern Ronell. I might get it now. I might remember it now. Let's out to the phone lines. Let's talk with our friend Jeff. What's going on, Jeff? How's it going, Jacob? Going pretty good. Well, I just want to say, uh, uh, Arch Manning will play it. We'll play it at school because of his last name. It won't be his talent. Okay? Okay. He's the man. It ain't going to It ain't no darn. And don't throw him the ball all over the place or whatever he does. He, he, he's related to Peyton Manning and Eli, so everybody thinks he's going to be just like them and NFL Hall of Famer. So I don't want this stuff of, you know, I don't know where he goes to school because irrelevant. He, he's going to play on start right immediately. He's not going to sit the bench. If he does, he'll be in that transfer portal. If he does, or Peyton Manning will call off the coach or AD and get him fired or whatever the hell it is, he'll be playing right away. Okay. He's not be sitting the, I mean, I don't think. I don't care if it's Alabama or Alabama State or – or, or, or North Dakota State. I You'd feel that way if it was Kentucky, too, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, probably, yeah, oh, yeah. But, but, but we, we, don't, we, don't have, we don't have dumb coaches that don't play him. Well, Bill Curry tried to run Tim Couch and Lobskin, so we, well, that's, we know that ain't going to be the case. <laughs> but, you know, that, 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 that was way a long time ago, so that was, but y'all fired him for going 10 and 1, so that was pretty dumb, y'all. But 
we we, we don't want to go with that. But uh, but uh, what would y'all think about the T-shirt Friday night? Class was versus Catholics. Y'all like that? I love that. That y'all was hilarious. That? that was great. I loved every bit about that series, Jeff, and I know you did too. Well, what I, what I, what I want to say, I want to say, the, the a guy guy Friday night, a friend of mine, a friend of mine, I'm telling you about. He put Friday night. He put on there. He said we need to ban Peyton Manning from our athletic events. Every time he goes, they lose. Every time he's there. Every time he did a football game, anything. And he said, on Sunday, he said, well, we weren't going to beat the Catholics on Sunday anyway. Wasn't going to beat them on Sunday. And then y'all see all the debris they do on the field. Somebody put on there, the Tennessee, the Tennessee throwing debris on the field. A tradition <laughs> unlike any other. You take them right. <laughs> any other. So, they should have put the Masters, trying to play that Masters theme song. And that theme song, it would be, been wonderful as hell if they'd done that. But got, got another tune for y'all now. This is a tune, Hot, hot for Teacher. It goes in the middle of it, so it's not that good. I love it. Frank, go go Frank, for it, Jeff. Frank, Frank A. and Drew G. stop screaming. Umpires, don't you see? We don't want to be ejected fools. We need to go to the clubhouse because we're not doing well. AD needs to see us after the 27th out. We think of all the good baseball that we missed. But then our teams have always acted like this. We got it bad, got it bad. They're in the, they're in the L&N class. Got his bad. Man, I think the man, I think the man, I think the strike zone is slow. I don't feel safe. Brought my brought my bats and baseballs. I wonder, I wonder what the umpires will call this year. Heard, heard about these umpires? These umpires are so cold. I didn't know about this game. That little team from ND. How can they be so bold? Did they know the rules of this baseball game? I, I think of all the good baseball I've missed. But then, my, but then my teams always acted like this. And got it bad. I'm in the Ellen class, and man, I think the strike zone is slow. Umpires missed us. We're back. Brought my bats and baseballs. Final outs being made. Hee-hee. And they're done. Fifty-seven and nine, and oh well, they they're finished because they couldn't couldn't get done. They'll be back next year. Though. They're all pitching goes back. But hey, Jeff, but, yeah. let, me, let me ask you about uh, about that also. Uh, also. Uh, after the game, Luke Lipkus Lipkus uh, was was there saying was talking about what Vitello was telling to the team. Hey, good job, guy. It's okay. You had a good season. We're gonna the, the dynasty will continue. Can you have a dynasty if you've never won a championship? No. Oh uh, well, in Tennessee circuit you can. Yeah, nobody else. <laughs> in their circuit you can because he's hung around regular season Rick too long. That's his problem. He's hung around him so long. Like I said, when you have banners in your arena, NIT appearances and NIT final fours. They've got a big banner of all. It's about twenty-five times they've been there. Probably more than NCAA, probably. No, in Tennessee, and they got all their NCAA appearances, and then they don't have don't have no final four. They've got NIT final four. When you have that, you know something's wrong. I mean, Vitello, Vitello finished seventh last year. I mean, they did make Omaha and they finished seventh, but they yeah, don't. They made Omaha. I'm not, I'm not lying there. They, yeah, yeah. They made but, it. but no championships, and, the, and you're calling it a dynasty already. What the? Yeah, I, mean, I know. Well, 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 you, well, you know, Tony, he needs to shave that shave that beard and get a haircut. Cause he's there shaving a haircut fifty bits. I'll charge him hundred bucks. Get that, get that head shaved. Of course, of course, of course, the guy up here, he, he loves Tony Ball. He, he, he loves their antics. He loves. He said, he said they're, they're the greatest things college baseball's got. We're talking about them, blah blah blah, and all this other stuff. I mean, I mean, I mean, he loves her. But what, what I love, guys, is that Jordan Beck was around on Twitter. This guy had an image of it, and he had Jordan Beck around and first flipping somebody off, you know, in that regional. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the other picture showed him crying in the dugout when they lost. I love that. I saw it. I hope he boo hoo his eyes so much. His eyes come out of his damn socks. <laughs> <laughs> his fucking eyes come out. And then Edwin Russell stood out there yesterday, and 
and some thirty-second video, him throwing to some five-year-old kid. That was supposed to. That was supposed to be. You know, supposed to be. Oh, Evan Russell and stuff. Cause he's throwing some. And the only fans they got is six and seven-year-old kids wanting their autographs. That's all they got. You can't mf an umpire, Jeff, and, and get away with it. That, that's the What's thing. That that, now? You can't do what now? You can't mf or an umpire on on balls and strikes and get away with it. Oh no, you can't. No, especially especially when it's a one and zero count. I mean, it'd be I mean, strike I, three. It'd be, it'd be strike three. Be, but but that's something you learn in little league. You can't argue balls and strikes. <laughs> that's that simple. You can't do that. I don't know why people and then that Anderson guy. Well, what's he gonna do coming out of the dugout? The pitching coach. They acted like do? they acted like the umpire was out of line, but they but the but the baseball player was mf and the umpire. Like what the heck? Yeah, I know, I know. The Anderson what, What's he gonna do? Show him how to throw a curveball. What's he gonna do in life? <laughs> what's he gonna do? Okay, what, what they need to do? You know what the guy said? He said SEC. We got SEC freshman year. We didn't throw in one pitch in the super regional. It makes zero sense. See, they threw Chase Burns. They should have thrown Drew Bean from Murfreesboro TN, Blackman High School, where David Price come from, Jawan Jennings, Crystal Dangerfield. They should have thrown him. They said they didn't throw him none. Zero. Oh, well. Tony V. Oh, well. And guys wrote this morning, Tony, instead of Tony Balls, it's Tiny Balls instead of Tony Balls. <laughs> tiny Balls, yeah, man. Tiny Balls on Twitter. Tiny Balls. Tiny Balls. Hey, but but Jeff, while I got you here, while I got you here, I, and I'm surprised you haven't brought this up on our airwaves. Are you, you're familiar with the Capital One uh, Capital One Cup, correct? I'm I'm, I'm with that. I'm familiar with the Learfield Directors Cup. That's what I'm familiar with. Well, okay, yeah, okay, perfect. Basically, the, the Capital One Cup is the me, is the measuring stick for uh, total athletic programs. Basically, well, Learfield Directors Cup is yeah, Learfield Direct. That's what's called. That's what's called. That's what the name of it. That's what it's called. They do it if they're getting when the baseball season's over. They'll they'll do a whole for the fringe sports. They'll have a final. They do it all levels, division two to NAI junior. Well, 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 okay, all right, all right. Well, the sponsor is Capital One. All right, well, we're on the same page. We're right there on the same page. Yeah, that, same. That's, that's yeah, what matters. Yeah. All right, Jacob, do you know what SEC school is uh, on top of the standings? No. <laughs> Kentucky for the spring sports. Uh, yeah, right now, I mean, everything it's got to get updated for the spring. It's got to get updated. It's got to get updated, right? Yeah. Uh, but number nine in the nation, the first SEC school, the Kentucky Wildcats. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they they, they were up there before the for the spring because they, they'll get they'll get some points because they they just had the track and field championships. The women's team finished third. Hey, I just wanted and, to give you a little shout out. You know, oh, what I mean? know. I, I'm just trying to show you, Jeff. We're not all. Oh, we, 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 we don't all hate you. I know we got look. I know we got a conference. I know we do. I'm just look, trying to show you. We, we don't. All, we don't all hate you, Jeff. We're, we're not well, all well, anti Commonwealth State. Y- y- y'all was talking about Patino and Calipari the other day. Let me let me tell you what happened. Well, they're bad people. But let me let me tell you what happened. Patino when he got fired from Louisville. You know what happened? He, 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 he went overseas. He went to Greece. Yeah, because, and, and coached the league. He, he went to Transylvania. No, he didn't go. He's a vampire. That's where CM Newton went. When he when he got fired from Louisville, when Patino got fired, he went over to Greece and coached the overseas pro league over there and won a championship. He won a championship. Probably so he, pretty tough. Wide. And Patino, let me tell you something. Patino and Calipari, they don't have to worry about nothing. They're I, would, the I, 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 I wouldn't They're be touting any, anybody who's uh, you know having sex in a restaurant. Well, whatever. Well, let, me tell you, let me tell you one foul thing about Patino. When I know Newton, a lot of foul things about Patino. Go ahead. No, let me tell you, no, when, Patino, when Newton was trying to hire somebody, else, when the probation came down, he, he, he on, his, on the document on his life, he said, he, he said, he, 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 Patino was his man. And he said, he said, he said, I killed, he said, I killed Patino with kindness. 
and the lure of Kentucky basketball. He said, if I can get my wife Evelyn, I can get him. And he got him. And when the press conference that day, he, he said, he said, he said, he said, Coach Patino or Rick, I'm going to sit back and have me some fun now. And so Rick Pitt, he started, started up there and started talking. He sure did so have some fun. No, oh, yeah, they had a lot. They had a lot of fun, but they had a lot of fun. Be- beating Tennessee one hundred and one to forty was fun in Rupp Arena, in that SEC tournament. Beating Wade Houston and Allen Houston, his son, he wasn't good enough from Kentucky anyway. Go back to Big Orange Land. He wasn't good enough, so it's like Chris Lawson wasn't either. But tell him go on to, go Jeff, on to you, Big Orange. You like that? You're excusing you know? a lot of the, the the dirt on Patino though in favor of the championship. No, that, Louis, that's it, Louisville. That one in Kentucky, Louisville. That's Louisville's problem. That ain't mine. Uh, yeah, that's, man. What, what if he was doing it at Louisville? He was probably doing it Kentucky he wasn't too. Doing it, no, oh, no, 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 but, you know, no, better no. cover-ups, better cover-ups. No, he, he, let me tell you something. He, he, he brought Kentucky basketball back to when, 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 faster than anybody could have. Yeah, better, better and, good cover-ups. And, and Monster Mash helped in number 24. He helped him do it. So, I mean, in that game 92 against, against Duke, they, they lost. That's why I don't like Duke because of what Leitner did. He didn't get no punishment. But that that's just simple as that, as far as far as that as far as that's concerned. But but you know, I mean, the, those two guys' legacies are securing Kentucky basketball history, and, and they're both in the Hall of Fame, so they don't have, they don't have to worry about it. Like I said, if Greg Roach was singing "My My 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 Iona," what he was singing when he when he walked off the court in Florida, so when he beat when he beats when he when he beats when he beats somebody and goes to Final Four, when he goes to five or six Final Fours and wins some, you let me know. Until then, he's not nowhere near them two guys. Well, I, I know my coach. I, 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 I know my coach was in church yesterday. I know my coach was in church yesterday. I don't know what Rick Pitino or John Calipari or anything like that was doing. So, uh, Jeff, we appreciate the call on the hotline today. Uh, Jake, you going to save us? You want to go to break? <laughs> I, the, the Rick Pitino thing kills me. I got to say, though. I mean, Adolph Rupp, a racist. Rick Pitino, a sexual, a sexual assaulter. John Calipari, oh, a continual incidentally rule breaker. Like, what are we doing here? Je- Jeff said it. Championships heal all wounds. All right. Championships, that out, that undoes everything. Okay. Oh. I don't, I'm not saying I agree with it, but oh. it'll make you look the other way. Uh, all right. As somebody who's a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's go blue, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you... you you win a couple of championships, you you look the the other way a little bit, whether you want to, whether you mean to, you know, you just do. Hey, I'm not here to let anybody forget. No, that's what you should do. Are there any uh, Chicago Bears with some skeletons in their closet? Ooh, George Hallis has a little bit of a racial streak as well. Not the guy that made the team. The father, Papa Bear. <laughs> not not the guy that basically birthed the NFL. Hey, man, I'm. I, I, is it, this is equal opportunity judgment. Right Not here. the guy who the NFC championship is still named after. He's a, uh, you know. The... <laughs> I just ask that no one brings Bud Adams into this. <laughs> I mean, go, bear down, baby. But, yes, uh, George, George Hallis uh, maybe maybe wasn't the kindest yeah. to, to people that looked a little differently than him. Yeah. I, I, knew, uh, I, just, I knew Joe would be uh, impartial. Just just had to. I, I know that uh, maybe Jeff wanted to, to hear that you could be impartial as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, glad you started the team, but you should have been nicer to the African Americans. Yeah. Equal opportunity there. Probably uh, win a couple more championships early on. Yeah, probably so. And I mean, there's there's rumors. I mean, you want to know some scandal? There's there's rumors in in, in like bear circles that you know Virginia Virginia owns a team. The the daughter owns a team right. at the moment. Uh, but uh, but so, but son of George mysteriously dies. Uh, at, at, and, and there's rumors that Virginia has a hand in uh, brother passing away. Good grief. Yeah, I mean, 
I, you know, I, I, I said this to Mason earlier when you brought up the Chuck Knoll thing. I'm just happy that my team for the past 60 years has had three head coaches. You know, I'll, I'll take the thing that happened with Ben Roethlisberger, take it on the chin, and uh, and just be happy that there's some consistency and a little bit of normalcy with my franchise. Consistency being being the key. Because, like, oh my gosh, I, that's the thing when I when I hear people fire this coach, fire that coach. It's like, dude. We patience. Had, patience and consistency yeah. can build a winner. And I, and I understand, you know, you want the fast results. You want the fast results. But as soon as you say, fire X coach, fire Y coach, well, you got to go find and hire Z coach and A coach. Like something. I mean, there are people that probably wanted to fire Sean McVay between Super Bowl runs. You know, like, dude knows what he's doing. Like, come on. So, yeah. Kyle Shanahan gets the same rap. Anytime his team is healthy, that team is a Super Bowl contender. So, We'll take a break, though. We'll come back and continue the conversation here on Off the Edge. Tide 100.9, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sizzling afternoon, hazy sunshine, a few isolated storms through the evening hours. The high today, 95. Tonight's low, 76. For tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny. Afternoon showers and storms will stay widely separated. The high, 96. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 91 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Off the Edge on Tide 100.9. I shouldn't be so surprised about that, but I mean, you've been throwing some out that I just I've never heard of before. My the, my method of doing it is I just pick a metal playlist and just find songs with the best names. Dangerous. <laughs> very, I gotta preview the lyrics first. Okay, <laughs> very dangerous. I had a song that I wanted to to have you play today, but I forgot about it. I'll make sure to get it in tomorrow. Uh, I'm Jacob Harrison. That's Ronell, intern Ronell. Intern Hardy just walked in, so I'm getting all the names right now. Uh, Mason Woods behind the glass. Joe will be back in here in just a second. What I want to get into now is uh, this massive L that I read on Twitter today. Colin Dunlap, who is a Pittsburgh sports radio guy. They're all just mad all the time. Pittsburgh sports media guys, right? Well, I mean, when just, you have a team with so on. much success, like you kind of probably get tired of talking about the same thing every day. You got to find stuff to get mad about. I guess. Well, that is kind of there. It's very shock jockey up there uh, with a lot of their guys. Um, you know, you can only complain about the Pirates so much, but you can. And and right now, there's a lot to complain about with the Steelers if you don't agree with the moves that they're making. But the Pens are always good, so it's you know, it kind of is what it is. They don't have a basketball team to be upset about. But Colin Dunlap says he's on vacation in Florida. He's enjoying the the pool this morning. Family walks by, head to toe, decked out in Pittsburgh Steelers gear. He says, I'm a proud Pittsburgher. But my conversation with someone back home on the matter is this. He says, he, he texts a friend. He says, I'm in Orlando coming home today. I still don't get why people from Pittsburgh need to wear all their Steelers pens, et cetera, stuff on vacation. 
Why? Why do you need to announce your citizenship? I go on vacation to get away. When I see someone at the pool or on a shuttle or airport or whatever with Steeler stuff on and I'm on vacation, I sit as far away from them as possible because I'm not here to talk about Big Ben or, or uh, Malkin or whatever. I just want peace. If you want peace, why are you so damn mad about what people wear, dude? Like, here's the, the thing. Like, This is a reporter? A Steelers reporter? This is a Steelers, or Steelers fan? Radio personality. Okay. So he might be known. By, oh, golly. So, but, like, Joe is wearing a Chicago Bears hat and off, definitely a very cool Walter Payton t-shirt. Okay. Uh, I'm wearing a Behemoth t-shirt because I like Behemoth. He's... Is that a Titan, a Titan shirt? Titan yeah. shirt. We got a Chris Persingas shirt uh, jersey in there as well. That's what Ronell's wearing. Hardy, you repping anything? Or you, you got like a no. Clyde Harvey shirt? Hardy's wearing the green something or other, rounders or something, you know, his favorite Friday night spot. Right, but you're supporting something, right? I mean, that's what we do. We wear stuff for the stuff that we like. And th- the reason I knew that this would replicate very well over to Alabama is – you go anywhere in the world and you see an Alabama hat. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. They made a whole commercial about that where people just say Roll Tide. And close. honestly, I love that. I don't really say, I, I mean, I love, I, I go Roll Tide in the city like pretty, pretty regularly. But when I'm out, hey, man, if we're in a grocery store in Chattanooga, yeah. where we went back home visiting the parents, Roll Tide. But like, that's how I am with Steelers fans. Like, I'm not going to be in Walmart in Tuscaloosa and say Roll Tide to everybody wearing Alabama gear. Sure. I'd get exhausted, and they'd think I'm an idiot because we all live here. <laughs> we know. Right? But if I see somebody in a Steelers hat, I'm like, hey, here we go, Steelers. And like, yeah. You know, sometimes the the sometimes it's an awkward situation. Sometimes it's not. But that's why we wear stuff that we like so that when somebody else also likes that thing, because it's the cool, like, I get that all a lot, wearing band shirts, because there's not a lot of people that, like, listen to heavy metal all that often in Alabama. So, I'll, I'll go through Starbucks one day, and they're like, are you wearing a Slipknot shirt? Like, yeah. It's like, I never see metal people. I went and seen this concert. Like, you get a conversation out of that. Now, I get it. I talk about Alabama football for a living. I don't always want to talk about Alabama football when I'm not here. Uh, but, like, I'm not going to get mad at people. Like, just don't talk to them. It's just a say, passion. It, 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 you know, nice shirt or whatever. Just don't talk to them. Right. Like, and, and the I sit as far away from them as possible. Like, dude, you're on the radio. Nobody knows what you look like. Unless they follow you on Twitter, too. Uh, How many times am I wearing PJ pants in here? Like, yeah. yeah like, they don't like, see us. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? Like, and, and the, the, the ability to be an adult, a grown-ass man, as they call them, and caring about what I'm another man, man is I'm wearing. <laughs> caring what that person is wearing. Like, JR could come in here in a Ravens jersey, and I'm going to give him some stuff for it. But, like, he's a Ravens fan. Like, let him do his thing. Like, why? Why? Why would we ever want to be upset about what other people do? Especially when it's, like, a shared passion like and that's the thing too is like those are the people paying his bills really exactly those are the people (laughs) crazy enough to listen to sports radio all day and don't take offense to that tom you like you know you're that crazy like it's a good thing and we appreciate it and we love it right but it's don't attack people for their passions especially when you have a shared passion there because if you weren't a psycho nut about the steelers or us as being psycho nuts about alabama you wouldn't be good at your job you wouldn't be able to even go in and find something to talk about about that topic 
every single day. Some of us for one hour, others for three and four hours. Like it's not easy. You've got to have an underlying passion there. Otherwise you're going to be miserable and you're going to turn into Mark Madden. I you, <laughs> like, don't do that. Don't, don't get wildly upset about let, let people have their passions and let, <laughs> let there be a conversation there. If you don't want to have the conversation, just don't talk. This is one of the weirdest things about social media is just being upset about what other people do with, with their person, with their, with their interests. Drives me nuts. That's all I've got in the tank for today. <laughs> all right. Well, let me throw something at you real quick. Cause it. we're almost, we got a, just a minute or so. Yeah. Uh, I know you're probably not going to watch NBA Finals tonight. NBA Finals eight o'clock. Is is the is there a chance for it to be over tonight? No, no, no. Then I'm not going to watch. It's it. two to two. So winner t- takes the you know big you know lead in the three. T- but Alabama football wise, you know everybody saw the big visits and the uh, you know Arch Manning and we we had several guys top tackle, top running back, to, uh, top linebacker all in town. Right. But what do you make of like? A guy moving from Finland to Connecticut for his junior year. Ola, say it again. Olas, uh, I believe. Olas Alinen. Olas Alinen, six foot six, three hundred fifteen pounds. Father played three years in NFL Europe. Father signed a contract uh, prior to NFL Europe. Signed a contract with Atlanta Falcons tight end, long snapper. Never, I just knew he was going to say Minnesota Vikings. Never caught way. on. Yeah, <laughs> never caught on. Didn't didn't appear in any games. Went and played three years for the Berlin Berlin Blitz Berlin uh, Fire. Right, but he played for the Berlin team. We'll say that. Uh, it, but, fire. but uh, but now Argonauts. obviously Berlin but, Thunder. Thunder. Okay, Thunder, lightning and the thunder. That was the hammer one. Right? There you go. Yeah, there you go. So Madden 05. He, he's from Finland uh, and tr- he moves to Connecticut and now he's, you know, his four-star tackle. Just what do you think about that journey? You're taking that taking the big leap. That's Family insane. moves with you. That's not as common. Like we we see a lot of uh like uh Nigerian, you know, we we see a lot of folks that do do that sort of thing. You don't hear a lot about a guy coming out of Finland. And I didn't even know that there were rankings for European players. I like, don't think there are. <laughs> I, I think that's a self-proclaimed. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know that. It might, it might be, but I think he's probably hey, a little there, bit of There's got to be an Australian ranking for punters. Sure. But, no, I mean, that's that's really cool. And we need some Viking energy on, on the offensive line, not going to lie. One thing I wanted I'll to ask it. Rodney, I, I ran out of town with Rodney, time with Rodney Orr, was like, is he speaking Finnish or English? Both. Has he like struggled moving to America with Hot that? Hot take: Europeans are much more intelligent when it comes to those sorts of sure, things. Sure, sure, sure. But you, you <laughs> remember English when he was like six? You remember right. Tua Tagovailoa, the, the the message board post? We <laughs> struggle even with speak English. Struggle with the language barrier. He's like, Hawaiian. It, it, it will he? Is that going to be a hurdle for him? Do we think? No, no. 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 Offensive line terminology. It, I'm sure he speaks English, but offensive line terminology usually. Pretty simple. He looked like he had a great time on his visit. We wrote about it on Title 100.9, but seems like an interesting prospect. I'd love to get Absolutely. Him. And, hey, we need offense alignment. Bad. That's going to do it for today. We'll see you tomorrow at 11 a.m. for more Off the Edge. The Jay Barker Show is coming up next on Tide 100.9, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports.